I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Realm presents Elixir, episode 11. Vera slid into Rolf as the carriage skidded around a bend. She clung to the seat for dear life. I can't believe you stole an official vehicle. Is it technically stealing if it used to be mine? Shouted Maud from the driver's seat. Rolf, meanwhile, stared at the floor. Vera, I can't even begin to... I thought if I gave Harlow the recipes, it would buy us protection. I was such a damned fool. You are the biggest fool in all of Locke. But I'm the second biggest. But the bar can be rebuilt. She pulled him into a quick, fierce hug. Our family can't. Don't get me wrong, I'm still furious. But I should have listened to you. Over Rolf's shoulder, Vera noticed Elsie watching them both with a worried look. Vera released her cousin and sat back. The enormity of what they'd just done began to sink in. I'm a fugitive. If by some miracle her family wrested the jaded rose back from Harlow's grasp, Vera wouldn't be able to helm it. She couldn't even stay in lock. Not with every iron shoe in the city hunting her and anyone who helped her. Vera rounded on Elsie. You weren't in disguise at the prison. Elsie caught Vera's hand. Don't worry about me. Maud's going to take you over the dam to Quell, where it's safe. You, not us. 
she looked at the others. JJ spun toward the window. Rolf examined the ceiling. What's going on? Adrian is in an emergency council meeting to denounce my parents. Turns out they've been working with Harlow all along. Vera nodded. My father told me. Elsie winced. Vera, I had no idea. When I saw you in that cell, you risked everything to get me out of there. That alone tells me you are nothing like your parents. Elsie's smile was quick. Well, I might be a teensy bit like them. I did set our house on fire. You what? It was an accident. The carriage hit a bump and they both swayed forward at once. So close, Vera caught Elsie's familiar scent, felt the heat of her breath. Vera reached up without thinking, let her palm linger there, cupping Elsie's jaw. For a moment, she imagined closing the gap. Much as she wanted it to, much as she burned for Elsie, this couldn't go any further. She was a fugitive. Elsie had her whole life ahead of her. Vera cleared her throat. Tell your parents I forced you to do it. The fire, the jailbreak, everything. I'm sure they want to pin the blame on an apothecary anyway. To hell with what they want, Elsie snapped. With that, the rest of the story came tumbling out. Lou's discoveries, the memory elixirs, Elsie's escape. There's a special place in hell for people who treat their own family that way, JJ muttered. Vera couldn't imagine how Elsie felt. Seeing her father in prison had been horrible, but at least Vera was still proud to call herself his daughter. Elsie. Elsie leaned away and peered out the window. They were in clifftop already. She could hear the wail of sirens in the distance, the other iron shoes giving chase. Rolf nudged Vera's shoulder. Jane's family loaned us a less conspicuous carriage. We'll crash this one in the brush. Should buy us enough time to make the outskirts of town before they catch on. Vera's head spun. She stared at Elsie. You're not coming. I have to get Lou. Vera frowned. I'm coming with you. Vera, you just escaped prison. And you just escaped your parents playing mad apothecary with your brain. The others can go without me. It'll give the Iron Shoes more dead ends to chase. <sighs> Rolf was right. You are stubborn as a mule. Vera rounded on him. Rolf said what now? He raised both hands in surrender. She looked back at Elsie, expecting further argument. Instead, Elsie leaned across the carriage and pulled Vera into a quick, hard kiss. It was barely a second, not nearly long enough. Yet Vera already felt breathless. Let's go pay my favorite council members a visit. Elsie's stomach dropped at the sight of the manor. A hole gaped where her bedroom used to be. Before they'd left JJ, Rolf, and Maud to continue the escape plan on their own, JJ had given Vera the remainder of the invisibility elixir they'd rescued from the jaded rose. She waved her hand in front of her face now. All she saw was a faint ripple. 
There, by the stables. I can't believe you own stables. Together, Vera and Elsie crept along the tree line at the edge of the property. Back entrance is this way. She led the way to the far side of the barn. There, they flattened themselves against the oak door. She said a quick prayer as she grasped the knob. Heart in her throat, Elsie slipped into the barn, Vera on her heels. Trying to do what's best for this family, Mama sniffed. Bullshit, Lou spat. Relief flooded Elsie, so suddenly it made her dizzy. She's okay. Louise, mind your tongue. Papa took a step closer to her. So did Gunner. For her part, Carlotta Thornley lounged on a hay bale as if it were a chaise. I'm supposed to pretend this is normal? Trapping your own daughter in a barn, paying some creep to drug her? Nothing you haven't voluntarily done to yourself before. A knock came at the front. Elsie tensed. Mama gestured, and Gunner turned to open it. Harlow strode into the barn, dressed in a three-piece suit. He brandished a bottle in one hand. This had better be worth your markup, Papa grumbled as he accepted it. In the middle of the room, Lou went stock still. More memory elixir. Nausea washed through Elsie. She crept to a stall door, darted from there to crouch behind a bale of hay. Harlow tipped an imaginary hat in her sister's direction. Louise, you're looking well. And you look as desperate for gentry approval as ever. That's no way to speak to our business partner, Mama tisked. This empire is our gift to you, Louise. You need never fear hunger or destitution. I'd rather be broke than a monster, Lou growled, gaze fixed on Harlow. Papa finished pouring a full glass of dark elixir. Mama approached Papa, plucked the glass from him. You won't be the monster. You needn't to wrestle with guilt or regret. Pretty soon, you won't even remember to hate us. Elsie had almost reached her mother. How could she stop this? Lou hugged her stomach, backed away. Gunner circled behind her. He laid a heavy hand on Lou's shoulder. She focused on Harlow, shaking from head to toe. Mama, you can't trust him. He tampers with the recipes, adds things. Mr. Jones is a businessman, Louise. First rule of business, you don't swindle your financial backers. Elsie stepped toward her mother, very, very slowly. You don't know him like I do. Lou pressed back against Gunner. We dated, okay? He wants revenge. Across the room, Papa's face went red. Is that true? Harlow's entire demeanor changed. He ducked his shoulders and bowed his head. I'm afraid the lady, uh, made some improper advances, my lord. But you must understand, I would never compromise a good woman such as your daughter. Carlotta sniffed. Maybe next we'll commission an elixir to improve her taste in men. Only Elsie seemed to notice the quick flash of anger cross Harlow's face. Elsie couldn't take it anymore. She surged forward with a cry. Mama yelped as Elsie collided with her. They staggered sideways. Somehow, Mama managed to hang on to the glass of elixir, juggling it over Elsie's head. Who's there? Papa thundered. Lou took the opportunity to elbow Gunner in the gut. 
She twisted free, only to run smack into Harlow. Mama swung a fist wildly. Elsie grabbed her mother's other wrist and tried to wrest away the memory elixir. When that didn't work, Elsie bit her, hard. Ah! Carlotta dropped the glass. What in the... She turned to see Papa gripping the bottle of memory elixir. An invisible Vera was fighting to seize it. Everybody, stop! Harlow's voice boomed through the stables. All eyes shot to him, to Lou, crushed against his chest. Harlow held a slim blade against her throat. Or she pays the price. Mama's face went slack. Mr. Jones! Elsie rolled her eyes. In that instant, her hands began to tingle. The elixir. She glanced across the room, worried. If Vera's was wearing off too, Elsie couldn't tell. Elsie's hands appeared first, wrapped around Mama's forearm, then the rest of her. Mama barely spared her a glance. Mr. Jones, let's talk like civilized people. I'm done playing nice. Harlow spared Elsie a glance, his smirk vicious. Hear your girlfriend ran into a spot of trouble? Sorry about that. Vera materialized from thin air right behind him. I'm not. She swung the bottle of memory elixir at Harlow's temple, full force. The bottle shattered on impact, hard enough to make Harlow stagger. Lou twisted from his grasp to sprint across the barn. Gunner dove for her. Papa started shouting, Not her, you pissant! The man with the knife! In the midst of the chaos, the stable doors smashed inward. Iron shoes stormed into the barn, followed by... Adrian! Lou practically flung herself into his arms. Louise. Adrian caught her, held on tight. More people crowded the doorway. Maxwell, Ivan, a handful of other council members, and still more iron shoes. Elsie's heart dropped into her stomach. Vera. Elsie crept toward the rear of the stables, praying the iron shoes had too much on their plate to hunt for Vera. Two iron shoes wrestled Harlow, and a third restrained Gunner. Maxwell strode to the middle of the room. Johannes Thornley, Carlotta Thornley, Harlow Jones, I hereby place you under arrest for conspiracy to disseminate illegal substances, reckless endangerment of lock citizens, defrauding the city's governing body, and, he glanced over at Lou, pressed to Adrian's side, kidnapping. Max, don't be absurd, Mama was saying. An iron shoe took her elbow. Elsie finally spotted Vera, crouched by the rear door. She darted forward and grabbed her arm. A guard had bound Papa's hands behind his back. He barely seemed to notice. He... it was all him. He tricked us. One iron shoe led Papa toward the front. Another dragged a protesting Carlotta behind. Two more made to circle the barn, and Elsie's heart froze. But that instant, Adrian caught her eye. He winked. Guards, search the upstairs first. Unnoticed, Elsie and Vera slipped out the back. 
I like a story that will take me to extremes. And nothing says extreme quite like The Last City, a new Wondery podcast available now. Set in 2072, the city of Pura is a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, which, given its promise of being a miraculous green haven in a climate-ravaged world, shouldn't be too hard to sell, but things are not always as perfect and shiny as we'd like to believe. When she stumbles upon a dark secret that could lead to the downfall of Pura's existence if revealed, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
Vera groaned under the weight of Elsie's third suitcase. You were meant to be buying trip essentials? A good wardrobe is essential. Elsie batted her lashes. From the driver's seat, JJ cackled, woman after my own heart. Between Elsie and JJ, Vera barely had room for a single rucksack. Their trio had delayed as long as they dared, waiting for a few days without snow so the mountain pass to Quell would be traversable. JJ had skipped their trial. They liked their chances on the run better. Vera couldn't blame them. You do it, Benji grumbled. No, you! Art shoved him. Rolf clapped them both upside the head. You want to alert the whole neighborhood, boys? Sorry. Benji extended a handful of what looked like picked wildflowers to Elsie? We'll miss you. Vera bit the inside of her cheek to keep from laughing. Uh, What about your cousin, huh? Am I chopped liver? We'll miss you too, obviously. Elsie accepted the bundle, blinking with surprise. I'll miss you both. Behave for Rolf, will you? And help Jane out when the baby comes. Art turned bright red. Jane, leaning against her husband's shoulder, groaned. You're leaving me alone with a house full of boys. Rolf pinched his wife's side playfully. In the weeks since her escape from prison, Vera had bounced from safe house to hideaway, staying in cousins' drafty ski cottages and cousin-in-law's basements while Rolf made preparations. But Vera hadn't seen Jane until now. I owe you an apology, Jane, for the bar. I put you in danger and Jane waved her quiet, then drew Vera into a hug. I knew what I was getting into when I married a Reeves. Then she caught Elsie's eye and tapped her nose. Fair warning, you marry one, you marry them all. Elsie laughed. Vera couldn't help noticing that her cheeks flushed almost as red as Art's. Rolf waited until the others retreated to their own carriage. Elsie wandered a little ways off to give them privacy. Vera had done the same earlier when Lou came to say her own goodbye with Adrian in tow. In the wake of the Thornleys' arrest, Lou had assumed her parents' council seat, pending the results of their trial, which, according to Maxwell, could take months. But as more and more servants, messengers, and even some of Harlow's employees came forward to speak, Nobody in Locke doubted what the end result would be. Lou had been horrified by Elsie and Vera's description of how Henrik was being treated. She'd sworn to get a doctor to him right away. It gave Vera hope that one day she might see her father again. Locke would improve with Lou on the council, but just like the elections the reformists dreamt of one day holding, change would take time. So, weather in Quell is nice, I hear. Well, not, you know, in in winter. But Rolf avoided her eyes. His were slowly turning red. Rolf, I'm going to be fine. He pulled her into an embrace so tight it drove the breath from her lungs. We'll all be here when you come back. And until then, we'll be fighting tooth and nail to clear your name. I know. He released her. By the way, 
That means if you get your ass into any more hot water, I'm going to kick it. I'm on my best behavior, starting now. Or, you know, starting after I flee the jurisdiction of the governing body I'm escaping. As Rolf trudged toward the other cousins, Elsie approached. She held out a hand. Ready? Vera took it. Rather than climbing into the carriage, she tugged Elsie toward her. She paused, her lips so close they grazed Elsie's. Still sure about this? If Elsie claimed she hadn't known anything about the prison break, that the mystery woman disguised as Carlotta had fooled Elsie along with the iron shoes, she didn't need to leave her home. But Elsie just rolled those big blue eyes. Don't be ridiculous. You wouldn't last a second out in the real world without me. Vera tried and failed to hide her grin. You're right. Vera tipped her head, caught Elsie's mouth with hers, parted her lips, kissed her slow and deep until everything else fell away. When they broke apart again, Elsie's chest rose, tight against Vera's, her face red from more than just the wind. I wouldn't. You know I'm not driving this whole way, right? JJ called over their shoulder. Elsie mounted the carriage, Vera right behind her. Knock when it starts snowing and we'll swap. Before she followed Elsie inside, she turned around for one last look. From this height, even the dam looked small, like a geode waiting to be cracked open. Maybe someday, with all the changes coming to lock, it would. For a brief moment, Vera let herself picture it, the Dwimer River cascading free, her home, a safe haven once more. Until that day, she and Elsie would just have to build a new home together. You're listening to Elixir by Ellen Goodlett, starring Ava Mag, Keeler Lee, and Marin Miller. Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Realm, listen away. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new, or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Echo meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown. Elixir is written by Ellen Goodlett. It is produced by Nicole Otto and executive produced by Molly Barton. Voice direction, audio production, and original theme music by Amanda Rose Smith.